Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now I'm joined by Zach Forster. You can find on Twitter at ZachForster underscore. We're going to be talking uh, about Liverpool, who seemed to have a slow deadline day but did not have a slow transfer window. We'll just kind of hit it chronologically. Uh, Zach, we'll start with the Van Dyke signing. Happened, I'm pretty sure, on the 1st. Um, after uh, you know uh, how close it was in the summer, fell apart, finally came to the club, seemed to be a lot of joy at the time. Uh, how did you feel at the time, and how has he fit in since? Um, yeah, it happened uh, really early on. Um, it was a bit of a weird one. It literally came out of nowhere. Um, there was there was, there was was rumours like a couple of days before the window opened, but it didn't seem like it would be a realistic thing. I think being a Liverpool fan, we've, we've had it like drummed, in, drummed into us that... Um, January transfer windows and never go to anyone, but that's obviously not the case because there's quite a quite a lot of action going down uh, this month. But yeah, when it happened, it was um, yeah we were really happy. It seemed like we'd finally decided, we you know to splash the cash. Um, it seemed like it was going to be one of those times where oh LFC might actually you know um, sort of pounce on this opportunity to to push on and you know become one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, we, we it was one of those that we really needed. Um, obviously, a lot have been has, has been made out with the seventy five million pound um, transfer price. Uh, I think with with Van Dijk, I think he started really well, obviously with the goal against Everton. But I think we'll see the best of him next season because he's not really like match fit. He's had a bit of a weird season with Southampton. I mean, he's been in and out of the team, and then towards like the end of December, he was missing games and stuff and. Well, pretty much through December, he's missing games. So, um, yeah, absolutely delighted with the signing. Uh, other than the, you know, the two horrendous results that we've had, um, like last week with Swansea and and West Brom, it's it's been pretty good to be honest. Um, but it kind of feels like a bit of a missed opportunity again as the transfer window has developed, which I'm sure we'll get into as we get through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then obviously there was the weird incident with Nike posting about Coutinho leaving. Uh, then people had just enough time to rubbish it before it just snap happened. Um, was that considered uh, the right move? Do you think financially, despite obviously when kidding your team this year? Um, in, ter- in terms of financials, I-, I don't think it was the right decision. To be honest, um, obviously 142 million pounds global package is, is sounds like a really good deal, but um, I'm pretty sure that we received less than 100 million up front, which which isn't that that great for a player that was in such great form and is so integral to this team. Um, it's, it's been really gutting, to be honest. Um, for me and a lot of Liverpool fans that I speak to, there was absolutely no need to sell Coutinho in this window. Uh, he's got four year, He had four years in his deal. Uh, he was in great form. He's 
probably our best player talent wise and if he wants to start for Brazil in the World Cup in the summer then he would have had to continue putting a shift in um, no matter what his notions or intentions for the summer you know if he wants if you want to be a main man for Brazil at the World Cup then you need to be going into it match fit and you need to be going into it in form and obviously he wants to be starting because he is one of Brazil's best players so it's not as if he could have just downed tools maybe for the for the month of January he could have kicked up a fuss and, and decided he had another back injury um, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, he had, he had all this time within his deal. We held all the cards, and as far you know, we've just bent over backwards for Bar- uh, for Barcelona. And I can't really believe it to be honest. I think for me, uh, it shows somewhat of a naivety from FSG and from Klopp, um, because I think they're really gambling with this season now. I mean, when Coutinho decided to leave, we had we were third. I think we were joint third in the league. We were in the FA Cup and. Obviously, we're still in the Champions League, which starts again uh, in February. A great season. What you know, a deep maybe a deep run, a couple more rounds in the in the Champions League. If we're lucky, go deep in the FA Cup and finish second or third, which was inside. It still is inside. Um, but I feel like now that we've lost Coutinho, all those objectives have just become a lot more difficult. Which it's a fact, really. He, he was our best player, and he's so good at breaking down that low block. Um, you know, especially especially at Anfield, where you've seen us. Occasionally struggled to to uh, to break through the draw and get the win. Uh, West Brom at home nil nil was the prime example, which happened in the middle of December, and then Everton, which was one one, similar tactics. Um, and Coutinho was the main man to break that break that block, simply because a he's, he, he can he can pick the through ball um, in that tight space m- much more than Chan, uh, Oxley Chamberlain, and uh, Wijnaldum could. And he also has that you know that long shot that that can just devastate a team it doesn't matter what plan you can you can put into place um, if someone with the quality of Coutinho is going to hit one from 30 yards in the top bin there's not really a great deal they can do and we've lost all that factor now and it's a bit disappointing to be honest yeah and then that was followed up uh, by a potential departure of Emery Chan very very interested to get your take on this so at, at the time there were lots of reports that he had signed a pre-contract agreement with Juventus after yeah. those reports happened he said that he's there's no reason he's not staying at Liverpool, which side do you feel is closer to the truth? I don't think we'll hear anything on his contract before this window shuts for some reason. I, I'd, it'd be very, I, th- I think it'd be very strange if like a random contract was signed just before um, the window shuts tonight with like Juventus or Bayern or whoever, um, because I think it'd just alienate the fans too much. I think Chan uh, Klopp and... Uh, Chan's agent are playing quite a good game with this in, in terms of like the keeping the fans on side and Chan's performances aren't dropping. Um, he had a poor game against West Brom in the FA Cup and also against Swansea away when we lost 1-0. Um, but other than that, his performances have actually been very good. He scored last night against Huddersfield and he looks like he's chasing every ball. Um, you know, he's, he's really into like the celebrations. He, he, he sort of like looks like he's really like into the squad still and he's like the project. So, I think it's one of those where he will leave in summer. I, I, I cannot envisage any situation where Emery Chan will sign for Liverpool before the end of this season. Um, but um, I just think it's going to be one of those where he, he'll, he'll give his all to the end of the season. It's like Klopp says, sometimes a player just wants to sit out his contract and if that's the case, then um, when it comes down to that, they will shake hands and go go our separate ways. I think it's just a sad situation, really. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to keep him. Yeah. And then another player uh, that you are technically keeping, but he is going out on loan probably in search of those international minutes you were speaking about earlier, um, mm-hmm. is Daniel Surge going to West Brom. Um, 
I've seen a lot of people talking about what a coup this is for West Brom. It is worth noting that he scored more goals in that 2013-14 season than he has since. Obviously, a lot of that is due to injuries. I don't see this as a huge detriment to Liverpool's chances this season, but obviously it tugs at the heartstrings much as Giroud's departure from Arsenal did. What's your sense of Surge being allowed to leave on loan? It's an interesting one, and it, and it is kind of similar to what you know how you just mentioned with Giroud. Um, he's definitely a, a much-loved character in the dressing room and in the stands. And from a statistical point of view, obviously this is more weighted towards Coutinho, but Phil and Studge both leaving at the same time, that's 30% of our goals this season um, disappearing. And that's quite a big oh, hole wow. to fill. See, it, it, it's a lot when you put it together. I mean, Sturridge has only scored, what, four, maybe five goals, and Coutinho's, he's got like 10 or maybe more. But it, it's it's a big it's a big chunk to be losing. Um, and I think it's just one of those where you're looking at the bench against uh, against West Brom, and on the bench is Solanke, Ings, Milner. These are the players that we're going to be bringing on in the Champions League knockout stages. I don't think any of those are going to be striking fear into a Bayern Munich or a Porto. Um, it's just, it, obviously, the injuries, and you can't rely on him. There's, there's, there's these kind of players, but if this player can just get on the bench, then even though, you know, even if it's only like one in four, if that one in four game is a knockout game where we need a goal at Anfield, then I'd rather be bringing Sturridge on than Danny Ings. No offense to Danny Ings. I wish him all the best, especially after the, after these two injuries. But he's just not going to be good enough to back up uh, Mane, Firmino, or Salah. We're really gambling on those three staying fit, and I think that's a bit too dangerous. And it's gambling our season. If one of those gets injured, we're, we're in we're in for some difficult times. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting one. Where do you think this leaves the club on the whole, both for the rest of this season and going forward? I think going forward in the rest of the season, I think it leaves us a bit too light in the front six. Um, it's not it's not ideal to obviously have to have those three players up front, literally unable to get injured in a champion. If we've got a Champions League game on a Tuesday, we can't afford to rotate them on Saturday just because we're going to need the points to stay away from Arsenal and you say and yourselves Tottenham. So. It's um it's going to be a tricky end to the season for Klopp for sure, but it was the same last season. It was very tricky then, and they managed to um just stumble over the line. I think that's what they've got in mind again. You know, get that get that second season in a row in the Champions League, and hopefully that should um, maintain this ability to attract some slightly better players like Van Dijk, Cater, um, Salah, Mane. So hopefully this like this this talent pool, and hopefully we get into the Champions League again we'll be able to buy players of a similar ilk and maybe we'll start, we'll splash the cash again. Um, but it's one of those, as Liverpool fans, we're always asking, like, you know, when is it going to come? Or it's coming, it's coming, and then it, it just doesn't. It's we're, We just seem to be accepting being nearly men, which is extremely frustrating for Liverpool fans of all ages and all walks of life. So... Um, Going forward, in in the long term, I think the plan is just to get into the Champions League again, which is well, I suppose medium long term, um, and then hopefully we can, you know, recruit again, use cl- the, the clock factor and t- to to get someone in. But it's one of those every time Liverpool look to build, um, we have a successful season, and then 
we either lose that our best player at the time or we lose him a little bit down the line in as has happened with Coutinho and that's that's kind of not how you build a team like if you're just going to lose your best player every two years then who, who's going to go next summer is it going to be Salah in 2019 and then we have to replace him even though we're nearly good enough to win a trophy mm. it's it's extremely frustrating to uh, to watch but that's that's how I feel the future is, is going to be for Liverpool especially for the next like five years or so especially with FSG in charge yeah uh, well, hopefully it uh, turns out well for you, for your sake. Um, kind <laughs> of the you. recap, Van Dyke in, Coutinho and Sturridge out, Chan, question mark? And I guess that'll just be to be determined uh, throughout the season. As you say, we may have more information once the window has actually passed. Um, all right. Thanks so much, Zach, for uh, coming on. Again, you can find him on Twitter at ZachForster underscore AI. Uh, great chatting with you, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Hey, thanks for having me, mate. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 